So thank you for letting me interview you, David. My first question is, how would you define a maverick? Uh, well, I suppose I would say a maverick uh, within any situation is somebody who is uh, who's viewed by other people within the group to, to be different in some way, yeah? whether it's the way that they behave or they think. It's somebody who's not following the convention, you know, the normal convention. And not, I would suppose the easiest way to say is not so much what might be, but somebody who's a non-conformist, you know, okay. who, who prefers to explore, you know, different ways of doing things, you know, different ways of doing viewpoints. Thank you. The London School of Economics developed a maverickism scale. Um, I, it's seven statements, and what I'd like you to do is, when I read out the statement, if you could say true, false, or you can't decide. Okay. People tell me that I'm a maverick. Uh, yeah, true, slightly true, yeah. Okay. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. Yeah. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. Definitely so. I am more product much more productive than other people. I can be more productive than I have very unusual talents. Probably. People will always say I look at things differently. I'm generally underestimated by people. Well, I don't think that's necessarily true. Okay. Um, maybe some people don't like the way I do. I don't think I do. So, I shall, I, well, shall we class that as a can't decide? I can't decide. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. I would say most of the time, yes. Why do you do things differently, David? I think it's something to do with the neuroscience, the brain, uh, it's probably an inclination. Um, it's probably um, almost a dissatisfaction for not wanting to conform. It's, it's like my husband's not, not wanting to be sensitive. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does doing things differently require certain skills, do you think? Yeah, it does, because it can be actually very, very dangerous. Uh, certainly, early career, uh, it wasn't very, very helpful. You, know, you had, to, had to be very, very careful. And often, you had to find the fact that you were trying to do things and, and thinking of things in a different way. I don't know whether you, Clive told you, but I was one of the first board level IT directors in the UK. You know? okay. And getting up there, um, I knew I was always creative, I always knew I could make things happen. But uh, I had to learn the political skills as well. Okay. And we said it requires certain skills. What would you say those skills are? To, to be able to do things, things differently, what are those skills then? Okay. Uh, it depends on the... It, one of the things is, is, I think the skills in doing things differently is inside the situation. Okay. If you're working in a massive, uh, what I call a hard engineering type environment, then it takes 
the skills of diplomacy and persuasion. Okay. okay. If you uh, work in a new media company or, or in a situation where you know people are creative, then it's slightly different. So I, I, I'm always very cautious about saying what are the skills because I think you know I've come to the conclusion that it's, everything's almost situational. Okay. Some something that might be useful in one situation may not be a skill, okay? Mm -hmm. May well be a hindrance in another environment. What are the challenges to being a maverick? You've touched on some about, you know, an early career. But I think else? one of the biggest problems with being uh, somebody who, who's, who's not in the mainstream, who's just a non conformist, mm -hmm. is the danger of the group rejecting you, yeah? uh, and, and one of the things, you know, it's no, there's no point in my, you know, in my perception, to have the the insights and the thoughts and be able to do things mm -hmm. if you can't bring other people along with you, yeah? or you don't have the, the wits to choose the right environment to do it. Okay. Yeah? Uh, I mean, I've often in my career been tilting at windows, you know, fairly Obviously, it's not going to happen. Sometimes I just go so bloody-minded, I'll do it. Yeah? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But I would say, advising anybody who is a slightly a non-conformist, non-typical you know, thinker, is to be very, very wary. You can actually you know, be true to yourself, yeah? yes. but you may well not be affected. Sometimes there's that compromise you have to do. Yeah? Okay. You either have to choose a situation where you can actually be totally yourself, or you have to make it effective an environment where you've got to be aware of all the environmental and cultural factors that you have to do. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? That does make sense. What facets of your character influence your maverick approach? Uh, I think um, one is curiosity, the other is, and this ever since I was a kid, um, I always like to ask, is there another way of doing things? Yeah? Okay. Is, that, is that always the best way of doing things? You know? I, I, I suspect I'm one of those few people who, um, and it's odd really, I don't, I, I don't like conventional wisdom, but maybe partly it's because, it may be psychological, because I was brought up as an outsider anyway, you know, as an immigrant coming into the UK, uh, and, you know, from a family point of view, I come from a broken family. So it may, may well be a psychological factor you know, that uh, I develop the habits of an outsider, and I continue to have the habits of an outsider, if you think me. Okay. Mavericks often have unusual talents. Yeah. What would you say yours are? Uh, I suppose polymathy. Almost an interest in anything, practically. Um, I don't like being, you know, pigeonholed. So uh, I'm a pretty good acoustic guitarist. I write poetry. I've written songs, uh, as well as written academic paper. I'm mathematical. Been in IT, the IT industry. I've been in business. Yeah. So you know. Uh, I, I'm quite interested in philosophy, history, yeah. So I think for 
me, that's where I, I'm, I'm different. Because I, I, I suppose in terms of creativity, I'm, I'm, I'm not um, I'm not like an Andrew Weil who will stick ten years trying to work out the proof of them as they I'm a, a sort of person who likes to look at the whole, the things as a whole, and try and integrate Okay. Does that make sense? It does make sense, actually, especially because now I've got a few things to connect it with because because sure. I'm using grounded theory. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business or was there a particular trigger that made you think, no, from now on? Or was it, I was always like this? No, I, I think what actually happened was, because I started off in IT when IT was just becoming mm -hmm. you know, mainstream practices. So we were always slightly on the outside. Um, and... I don't think it was a single thing. I, th I think it was a, an in innate inclination to look at it. I think if I had never got into IT, I might have ended up doing uh, organisation methods or something like that. Okay. Rather than many words. So I always want to look at things and say, how can that be different? Can we do something here? You know? Okay. Are you always a maverick, or do you choose to be so at times? It's a difficult one. I have an inclination to, 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 to not run with the crowd, but I, I also, uh, I'm not so extreme that I will actually run in the wrong way, if you see what I mean. Okay. So, yeah, I don't do it just for the sake of it. I think I, it, it has to be, it's something, oh yeah. Okay. So how and why do you choose to be a maverick or not? Can you give me an example? Uh, well, I think I get this, this. I think I get bored actually. That's the main thing. I mean, I remember uh, I was taking over uh, an IT department at CIO, and I said to my director, "Just be careful one thing. If if I get bored, I I get you know I can cause a lot of problems." Okay. Maybe it's a boredom factor, but I always want to look at new things. I want to always look at can we do things better this way? You know, what, what, oh, that's a new way of looking at it. Okay. I suppose it's it's, it's an exploratory behaviour. I guess. Is this? I suppose, sorry. I'm not risk averse. In, you know, I, I'm not totally you know um, risk taker, but I'm not one of these people who say right, I won't do it because it's too risky. Okay. Yeah. Is this choice a conscious or unconscious decision? Be a something innate. I think it's something to do with the personality. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. something... I notice I'm, I'm like this. Uh, my son, uh, who's 30-odd you know, now, is very, very he's, he's, he's very much a man. Okay. You know, to the extent to which uh, he decided not even to even go in. I mean, he did the usual courses and all of them. Got to Cambridge, got a degree and everything else. He decided he wouldn't go into the city or wouldn't go into the engineering. And he became a software engineer. Okay. And working with open source support. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? Uh, I don't know if there is an advantage or a disadvantage. It's just. In a sense, it's 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 it's, it's innately who you are because okay. there are people I, I, I come across who 
don't want to continue the question, or even if they, you know, have the intellectual equipment, just don't want to do it. I think it's the I think you you end up being a maverick because innately you are a maverick. Okay. You, you suppress yourself. You know, you're not being your natural self. Mm-hmm. Has age and experience altered your maverick approach? If so, how? Yeah, it's altered in that I, I, I'm a bit more careful about um, just shooting off in a, in a direction. Okay. Maybe because of things that happened in the past, I can think a bit more carefully about what, what are the consequences. You know, whereas uh, when you're younger, when you're younger you, you get so enthusiastic about things. You know, okay. You just plow along and make things happen, you know. Whereas now I, t- I tend to think, mm, yeah, I don't want to end up in the guy, the person, the, 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 the more motive for me. What I'm trying to do is figure out how can we get this thing sustained and change sustained. Okay. What aspects of your life and business are you most and least maverick in? Uh, most maverick in probably tackling problems, uh, exploring viewpoints, you know, strategies. The least is probably in our actual execution and operation. Because yeah? I, you know, from, from my background in IT, I, I do, I'm actually quite good at, at, at delivering projects. Yeah? But that, that's a hard skill. I mean, okay. As a management consultant, I used to hate delivering reports and assignments, but you force yourself to do it. Yeah, because yeah, you have to do it. Yeah. Okay, um, how do you balance being a maverick with home life? Well, it's always hard, actually, um, but, um, but I think my wife accepts me quite a lot. Always a plus. Yeah, no, it's, you know, when the family's smiling, you know, it's definitely the way it is. Okay. Less, less tolerant of, you know, at, at certain work situations. Okay. Is any part of what you do as a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? I don't think I'm driven that way. I'm I'm more driven by passion and uh, enthusiasm. Yes, of course, you know, the kind of things I want to do are more than just a selfish aim. But uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not so... Saintly that I'll sacrifice everything to achieve that. Yeah. So it's kind of that dynamic balance. Okay. So, yeah. If I'm a test here. And is any, and how much, if anything, of being a maverick is related to giving back, to some sort of give back? I think that's different. You could be a maverick without giving anything. Mm hmm. But for you? But for me, uh, it's, I think it's part of my information anyway. Because, you know, okay. My makeup and psychology. I've never been one who sort of said, I mean, there are certain people who, uh, if they could gain 50p and uh, destroy you know, you know, people's value for a thousand pounds, you know, they'll do it. Mm. Whereas I've always never thought of it that way. You know, mm. if, if I gain something, you know, somebody might have a potential loss. It's got to be proportionate. Okay. Yes, yes, I do. Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you've taken to date in business? Oh, uh, biggest risk. Oh, the biggest risk. 
this was just going to launch this emerging leadership theory. Well, no, there's a, there's a different source of risk. I mean, one of the risks I took was uh, when I left the BBC, I, uh, I went into new media. Ventures have you taken in the past five years, David? Well, five different ones. Five different ones? Yeah. Okay. What would you consider, in your opinion, are the characteristics of a successful venture? For me, mm -hmm. it's a successful venture is one where, you know, uh, it, it becomes self sustaining and growing. Okay. Uh, and where I could actually walk away and it still, it still goes. Okay. So of the five that you've done, what percentage of these were successful according to your definition of success you've just I, I given? I would say only one of them was successful. Okay. So what did you do that made that venture successful? It wasn't so much me. It was just, I, I, I very much believe in the conjunction of clients, you know. You know when voyages, when the voyages set off, you know, yeah. a window opportunity where all the planets are in conjunction. And right. sometimes when you try new things, you don't know whether it's going to work, and it just kind of happens. Something, you know, works, works well. Sometimes okay. you do stuff and it doesn't work at all. You know, the trick with uh, being a maverick or innovation or whatever it, it, it is, is to go far enough, see that you won't work, and then drop it. Okay. Of, of the percentage that were unsuccessful, so the four projects, yeah. um, what would you consider was the main reason for their failure? Uh, a lot of it was the wrong thing at the time. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very much great believer, as I said, you know, you know, sometimes you just have to get on and do stuff. Mm -hmm. Because you don't, you have that definition, and in doing stuff, you begin to find out what is and what isn't. Yeah? And then it comes to the point where you think, actually, in order to make this successful, we've got to do why. We don't want to do why. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How important is team to you as a maverick? Very important, because my, my ultimate objective is not for me to do stuff, it's for a group of people to do stuff. Okay. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? Yeah. Uh, well, no, no. I don't think that's. I think the approach to leadership is partly to do with your own philosophy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, my, my philosophy of leadership is totally different than a lot of other people's because I actually believe in Lao Tzu philosophy, which I describe as. The Chinese Taoist sage, L-A-O-T-S-E. Oh, yes. Yeah, I love his work. Yeah. And basically, uh, I, the best leaders are those where the people say they're going to burn themselves. There's a, there's a, there's a four-line aphorism, okay? Right. The worst leaders are those that the people follow because they fear them. Okay? The second worst leaders are those that the people follow because they respect them. Right. The third worst are the people follow because they love them. 
Yeah. And the best leaders are whether people so Okay. Okay. Is there anyone that inspires you then? As a maverick, so who's a maverick that inspires you, if any? I like, a, I think all mavericks who, you know, admire anybody who is, you know, who doesn't actually ride the, the, the sort of commonplace things and can effectively make some change, you know. And it doesn't matter which, which sphere of uh, activity. You know, whether it's a Julian Assange, and I don't agree with everything he did, but I think, mean, you know, he's done something to uh, Ed Snowden in releasing the secrets, you know. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with releasing secrets, but what he's done in terms of uh, pointing out um, what the state is doing is very good, you know. Okay. Now I enjoy, like my, you know, okay, trying now to Beethoven when, when he. Okay. No, I, I, you know, it's 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 people who don't tell the party line, yeah, mm. who, but also who does who do things that will have a lasting effect. So I don't follow Maverick with Maverick's hate, you know, but I admire people like um, like Steve Jobs, you know, he did something. I, look, I, had, I hated to work for him, by the way. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like, you know, and my people like uh, Nelson Mandela. Yeah. He was totally off the wall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't stand people like uh, Cameron and Kate, the Milliband, for example. Okay. Because yeah. they're just, you know, clones. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Formulated clones. Yeah. Final question. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? Oh gosh, it's a preferential question. I think somewhere along the lines, I'm not saying what the rest of ask, but maybe something to you to think about. It's exploring the ethics of the matter. Because I think their values and their ethics will colour how they behave and what sort of impact they have. Okay. Because, Thank you. Because, you know, um, you can be a maverick and have different values. You could be incredibly destructive, not only to yourself, but to, the, to those around you. Yeah. And, and so I think. For me, the term maverick has, you know, as a, a bit like the northern, you know, like, like the American Indians, uh, the fool, you know, as a, the dark side of us, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, it's like Loki in, in, in the Norse mythology. Loki was a trickery, yeah? I don't know who Loki is. Thought, thought, you know, well, no, but the trickster in, 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 in the North American Indian culture. Right, yeah? okay. The trickster god. Uh, and, and, I, and I think Mavericks is, you know, I think there's something to look at there. I think the, the, the other thing that I would like you to, to come and look at, look at is, is this, that in any evolving group, social group or 
species or animals. Okay, if you don't, if you have monocultures, yeah, okay, they become very risky to viruses. Okay? Yeah, and what we're saying with mavericks, psychological mavericks, people behave differently, is that you know human beings. We don't want human beings to monocultures. Yeah? We don't want them to be beautiful. And the interesting question to ask yourself is, to what extent do you need differences? Uh, and is that, you know, to do with the environment? That um, a species or an organisation or, you know, that a person is in. You know. There is actually a paper that was published in the IBM Journal, uh, done by a couple of guys called Kurtz and Snowden. Uh, I'll send you a link with that. But, uh, I originally picked up on this sort of work in the, in the 80s when I was doing my MBA, and it was general systems theory, and it was built, done by Emily and Trist on causal factors in the environment. It's depending on how the environment, whether it's rule-based or not, was predictable, it kind of affects how you function. And one of the interesting questions with, with the well-being, you know, is, is it the environment stupid? Because if you look at, say, biology, you know, during the Jurassic period, you know, 100 million years, species hardly changed. Yeah? Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah? But then suddenly something happens and then you get speciation. Okay. And evolution. And I wonder where the mavericks are our equipment of, you know, the, the faster evolution. Because okay. we have cultural evolution, don't we? We do. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much, David.